When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live across Australia on SEN Track, welcome to the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Ladbrokes Mates Mode, the better way to chat, share and bet this spring racing carnival. T's and C's apply and available on the website. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Great to be with you this morning. Uh, Sam Hargrove's filling in for Cam Luke, who's jet-setting all around wherever he is and whoever knows. And... Who cares, really? Because it's all about the people that are here, not the people that aren't. And who are here to my left? Campbell Brown, Nick Quinn and Dan Cobby. Morning, boys. Morning. Uh, big shout-out to Cam, who will no doubt be watching. He's in LA uh, right now. So, someone, at, so you do care. He'd been at the EPLP uh, just having a few drinks the other night. Did you see that? No, look, it's hard to keep track. It's almost a full-time job to keep up with what his full-time job actually is. But I'd love to have his frequent fly points. I'd love to be a dollar behind him, but... I am a little envious, so I'm going to stop just short of using the word jealous, but that's probably the way to describe it. But what a show we've got today. And you're going to add some much-needed class. And I did like the fact pre-show you were asking lots of questions, how this, how, how this works, what do we do here, how this works. We've got no idea. We just go with the flow and occasionally they yell at us to throw to a break and we come back. So that's the mindset we need you in today. And you've started by dressing like yep. Campbell, so that's the first tip. <laughs> the first question I asked was, why are we not at the desk? Because <laughs> I've gone the newsreader's outfit here. It was, it's a debutant thing. That's what happened yeah, to yeah. me uh, four weeks back when my first show, when clearly no one told you. Yeah. No, not at all. But he's that's come back right. every week since. Yeah. So can we, uh, nice can we new get, shoes too, Campbell. Can we get off what I'm wearing and then just have a look at uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, aka <laughs> Campbell Brown here? The Judders, for those listening via radio. Yeah, yeah well, we know that Cam Luke is a is a uh, aficard, afi, <laughs> aficondo, aficionado, aficionado. Yeah, <laughs> I nearly called him an aficardo. <laughs> uh, he's an aficionado of shoes. He always brings in the the Nike yeah. Jordans and this, that, and the other. Uh, special editions. Well, these are my special editions because um, 2013, my last year at the Gold Coast Suns, I had a Puma contract and. Um, just when I realised that I was starting to come towards the end, I went to Puma and I got 10 boxes of shoes, right? And they've been sitting in the back of my house for a while and every year I need a new pair of runners, I pull them out, albeit they're 2013 and these are my final editions. And geez, they're heavy. Can I say that <laughs> shoe technology has really come a long way in the last decade because th this would be four kilos That's per That's interesting foot. and it is interesting is to Is it because they look like they're metal? How they've changed <laughs> in the last nine years, but... Obviously, you'd, when you say you knew your time at the Suns was coming to an end, that would have been over a long period of time. It wasn't like a sudden thing, so I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't bank more shoes in that period. It all came to a crashing halt rather, <laughs> rather abruptly pre-Christmas 2013. Now, Dan, what are you doing here? Because you were actually meant to be over yeah, in, right. in LA with Cam Luke at the same game. Yeah, and his I multiple was. Instagram posts, there's a spare seat next to him. You, is that where you were supposed to be? No, I wasn't. Well, he's at Nobu and all these places. I'm a bit more of a battler. I, I don't mind the sports bar and a, a cheap meal.
meal and a cheap beer. That's uh, more my go. But um, you slept in and missed the flight, didn't you? Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way of putting it. Actually, Brown Dog, we won't uh, <laughs> won't delve into it too much. But I'm here doing another show. I think it's the final show. We still don't even know. Is it the yeah. final show? Maybe oh, next week. I think it'll be back show. by popular demand. We've got yeah. Wallace Bakery with the food here and the staff, they're offering to work for free in the hope I just keep bringing the food in. Ian, it's another week with no Adam Hamilton. We still don't know where, yeah, where we've got, no, he's been located now for three weeks. Has he replaced you in America? I don't know. Who, who knows? I, know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me he goes and, on junkets every and day. And I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a T-shirt that's four years older than what I really am. So. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, Quinn? I did. I did. <laughs> People are voting at the moment and they're asking Campbell now, what's your date of birth? And he just wants to watch sure. There it is. Had to wear a T-shirt with 1983 on it. There is that it like is. an unofficial Pepsi shirt? What is that? Um, yeah, I just saw it just online recently and I, 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 Retro. I bought it. I thought it was good. You paid for that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Did a venom in the tone there? I'm not a fashion uh, affogado. Af- aficionado. aficionado. Aficionado, I think, is a drink. Uh, aficionado is someone who is an expert. We said aphrodisiac before when yeah. he's the shoe, so that's a different thing as well. You're many things, but whether you're an aficionado or an aphrodisiac, I, I'm an oyster. I'm an oyster. You're an oyster. <laughs> Yeah, watch you come out of your shell. We've been waiting for that for so long. Uh, we do it all for Ladbrokes, mates. Mo, the better way to chat, share a bet. This spring racing carnival, TNCs apply and available on the website. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh, let's get into this. On the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast, first things first. Uh, first things first. Now, Quinny, you are going to open the bowling. You're going to take the new ball. Uh, where are you taking? Where's the line? Where's the length? Now... We've got a very nervous man to my left because my topic this week is romance. And last week we did spend a rather large portion of the show talking about Dan Cobby's extracurricular activities. And when I put down romance this week, he's a little bit nervous because there are some rumours that he's not in America right now because of romance. And that is true, but not with a female of the sporting variety, which is going to be my theme today, sporting romance. So before I tell my point, can you tell the actual story of why you are staying in Australia, which leads nicely into my genuine sporting romance story? Tell you what, my heart's kipped a beat there. <laughs> <laughs> because we actually discussed this prior to, to coming on the show today about the romance, and I thought, she's not going to be happy, the one that I'm thinking of, about you bringing it up again on air. But the uh, reason why I'm here is because my great friend, uh, Jake Higginbottom, is a professional golfer, gave me a buzz and said... Uh, end of the season, potentially end of the uh, potentially end of the tour career, and said um, we're going to have a spin around the Aussie Open next week. Do you want to stay around? So thought I'd uh, caddy for him next week in the Australian Open. It's good to see the Australian Open back as well because we've had a obviously three yeah. years off without it. So wow. um, so you've given up a trip to the US that you've been looking forward to. You've been <laughs> speaking to me for months about it mm. to caddy for one of your great mates. Yeah, I think um, oh, well for me done. anyway, people come first. Bloke. So um, <laughs> I try to be anyway. world's best that's, that's a beautiful story. I mean, that's what friendship's all about. I mean, it comes before anything. Even trips to the US that you've shelled out for in advance. And yeah. You know, when you're sitting there in may 10 or may years' not have time, you're you having a beer and you're... My, I, my, I probably won't, but he might have a couple of tin lids running around and whatnot, and I thought... If he said, remember that final Australian Open or, you know, my final event on playing on tour full time and you nicked off to the States for 10 days and mm. blew yourself up, it probably mm. wouldn't, um, wouldn't sit well, you wouldn't sit that well with me. So that's is, the is reason. Is he married, this guy? No, he's not. Okay, so there, there's an automatic best man. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And especially if he goes well as well. But I love that and I thought it was very romantic from a sporting perspective. 
So then I thought, well, I better link that back to racing. That's why we're here. So I'm going to go with something similar. I'm going to compare what he's done to something similar on the racetrack. And I'm going back to 2002. Greg Childs with Sunline. Mm. Now, throughout their final campaign, Greg Childs was riding northerly and riding Sunline. And up until Cox Plate Day, it just mirrored up beautifully where they were running every opposite Saturday. Now, the four runs northerly had leading into the Cox Plate. The Craigley, the Underwood the Turnbull and the Caulfield Cup. He won all four of those races. Sunline, on the other hand, had not won a single race that preparation. Then they went into the Cox Plate and he said, no, I'm going to stick with North, uh, with Sunline. I've won on her twice. I couldn't bear to see someone else ride her. Obviously, Sunline finishes unplaced. Northerly wins the Cox Plate. Patrick Payne wins the race. Was it smart? No. Was it financially advisable? No. Just like the two things he's done. But wasn't the right thing to do? Bloody oath. And there's my sporting romance. Uh, it's beautiful. It's very Brand nice. Brandy, nice. uh, let's get to you. Is your um, heart still pounding? Look, his shirt's bumping. Yeah. <laughs> when you said romance is not done, I'm thinking, where is this? <laughs> I, am, I am worried for Dan a little bit, though, because as you say, that you don't want to be the guy, Dan, that, you know, where were you when, when Dad played the Australian Open? You also don't want to be the guy that said, I think you should go 9-9 when it was a lot shorter on the yes. whole. Well, I just should have taken out a loft wedge. Yeah, one, one thing in my, uh, my favour is that I've made many of those bad calls over the years across <laughs> many tournaments, and... Uh, Jake's certainly not going to uh, be surprised if I give him a bad number next week. So <laughs> I think we're all good for now. Good. Uh, all right. Well, you're Dan Caddy for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan Cobby. Uh, Brandy, Cole <laughs> Webster <laughs> is the training story of the year. Yes, it is. When Tricks of the Trade swept down the, uh, the middle of the track and won the railway Saturday, I must admit, I didn't know just how good the story was. And uh, upon reading it throughout the course of the week, Cole Webster is the trainer. He's 82 years of age. Yeah. He's been training for 63 years. He last won a Group 1 in 1980 in the West Australian Oaks. So it's been 42 years in the making to win his, his second. The owners and breeders are Bill and Patricia Robertson. They're in their 90s. Obviously don't get to the races all that often with their, their age. But they were there on Saturday to celebrate the, the Group 1. And Troy Turner, who rode the winner, uh, he was an apprentice to Cole Webster. And now his son Jordan is. So that is just an outstanding story, one of perseverance. Obviously, he's a, he's a highly respected trainer over there. And I think 82 years of age, winning another Group 1, um, is just one of the, I think, one of the great stories of racing this season. 100%. And when you look at the fact that it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or if you're a local breeder, you still mm. get the chance. And they'd knock back some serious yep. offers from Hong Kong to keep this horse. because they're In like, the millions. We're, yeah. We're in our 90s. You can't take it with you. We've got to enjoy this last horse. And they've been rewarded with a Group 1. It was not only one of the best things I've seen this year in racing, but one of the best things ever. And you're spot on, Brownie. Couldn't agree more. And it's what keeps people loving yep. the sport. The, the family affair, Dan, that, that is the, the, the Webster's. I mean, his, his brother has been a part of it with him. His brother's uh, his sons have been a part yep. of it. His own son, Cole, his grandson's part of the team. And it seems like every apprentice jockey in WA has gone through there at some point. All the Parnums and... Uh, it's, a, it's a magnificent story. I think he's trained over like 5,300 and something starters. It's extraordinary. Well, that's the thing is that despite it's been a long time in between drinks for, for Group 1 victories, but he's been a very good trainer mm. for obviously a very long time. So yeah. I guess it wasn't a surprise to see him win a, another big one, but I guess when you wait that long, you sort of think, when's the next day coming? And I guess that, that comes for a lot of people when they win their first or their second Group 1s. And then you often see that there's you know, a number of participants that then wait 
say, 10, 15 years to get another one. So he's obviously waited an extra long time, but well done to him and, and everyone involved. I think over his last 50 starts, he's going at about 25, just under 25%. Yeah, so well. if you've got a horse uh, in WA at the moment, you wonder, wonder who I should go with. <laughs> Don't let the age deter you. Cole Webster, he's your man. I yeah, love it. Quinny's got 46 in work, I think, so you could probably, you could probably turf Did you shuffle one there, off to him? Yeah. No, it's my news resolution to be a li little bit more disciplined. Disciplined? I've got the fear, like, it's not my fault. It's like, Quinny, do you want to take a share in a horse? I'm like, well, I have to now. Because imagine if he rang me and said, do you want to go on this? And I said, oh, no, I better not. I better yeah. save the money. And the horse was a champion. You'd yeah. never live with yourself. Yeah. And you'd hate people to think you're insipid. Yeah. No, correct. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's, he's going to have a spell. He says he's going to have a spell. Like 10 days ago, you know, the New Zealand Karaka ready to run sales on. And he's sending me this link. What do you reckon? Should we get this one and this one? And Oh, this one got passed in. What should we offer? Like, he's, he's clearly not slowing down. So this must be a New Year's resolution, is it? Yeah, look... That's what, in five weeks' time? Is that when it starts, or has it started now? Look, st saying no to things and being disciplined isn't a skill that I've mastered yet, so we're going <laughs> to just try and get there eventually. I can help you with discipline. Yeah, no, absolutely, especially... I, I can't. <laughs> but there is no better feeling, no better feeling than owning a winning horse. Yeah. It's, it's just the best. And, and to, it's almost when they race, it ruins it. Because two years leading up, you bounce the emails off your mates and you have the banter and you watch the trolls. Oh, that's almost the best part. Mm. Until they race and then it's and, downhill. And then they're no good yeah. and the disappointment yeah. comes and the why did you get me in this and I want to get uh, out. The worst is when you get all the boys together for the big lunch and, and you're about to watch it and it's racing at Tarang in yeah. race number three and it's not the strongest commodity going around. You get everyone together mm. and everyone's probably five or six deep and everyone's amped and then... Mm. <laughs> so, so, speed eight lengths. Or you could do what I did in my first horse, and that was uh, not realise that the race was that day. Um, oh, yeah. So not only did I not get on, I actually didn't see it win. El Padrino. Yeah. It's oh, a good horse, though. At least yeah. he's, he's got exactly. a good horse. Yeah. So, yeah. I I, so you're not welcome in this conversation owning a good horse. I heard... Well... And it, it won well, too, It won very it? well. Uh, we're just trying to find our way back up to that form at the moment. But yeah. uh, saying, we all made money that day, except you. Didn't yeah, except you. <laughs> no, it's a good also. Uh, so, one to think about over the break, um, when you talk about legacy and race and family legacy and all those connections to Cole Webster, is there anybody that comes close? I can think of one, but you well, guys... Well, I think the it. pains would be up there. We yep. just mentioned Patrick winning the Cox Plate with Greeks zigging yep. instead of zagging with Northley. I mean, the pains, they've been generational talent and obviously Michelle's just put racing into the next stratosphere with what she did aboard Prince of Penzance. So... I think the Payne family have just done so much for so long and probably still don't get the accolades they deserve. Mm. Brandy, have you got one? Um, oh, well, I, think, I think more recently that the Thorntons, there's plenty yep. of them going around, good, very good jockeys and trainers, and um, they, they're going to carve out you know, magnificent careers collectively because there's a fair few of them over the next 50 years. I'll give you three major ones, I guess. Um, no prizes for, for telling who they are. It's the Hawks family, yep. the Cummings family and the Waterhouse family. And it's not necessarily just you know, one particular part of you know, being in the industry. Like They're not all just trainers. Look mm, at the bookies. Waterhouse family. There's bookies, trainers. Obviously, then Tom and Kate have done their own thing as well. So um, even the Hawks family as well sort of goes through generations. The Cummings family, well, mm. unbelievable yep. what they've achieved. And James is just... I guess, sort of setting the bar at a new level now. He's doing a great job and he's a class individual and runs a, a terrific team and a great operation. So they're the three biggest ones yeah. I can think of. And we're of. probably upset about 45 <laughs> Yeah, we did. Well, it really is well. an industry, it's though. What do you think it's in? 
Oh, you, you, yeah, oh, I was going to. Oh, yeah, I thought. I, I thought you guys were just giving me the layup at the end, just to welcome me to the well, show. Well, I was going to. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. No, thank you, Dan. That was the caddy joke, wasn't it? It really is an industry, though, that you're born into it, and, yeah. and quite often you never leave it, don't you? Mm. So. Death can't kill what we've got. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, they say it's in your blood, uh, and they also say they're often racing, and so are we. Uh, we're back after this Ladbrokes mate mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. Back after this. Ladbrokes Mates Mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. This is the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Text the show anytime. 0499 736 736. Ladbrokes Mates Mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. This is the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Text the show anytime. 0499 736 736. Uh, welcome back to the Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. What goes on indeed, Campbell Brown? The ad uh, breaks, I've always said the ad breaks sometimes are uh, more entertaining than the real stuff. Oh, that's one of the most nervous moments I've had coming back from an ad break. Uh, Ladbroke's mates mode, Ladbroke it together this spring carnival, gamble responsibly. Now, we were in the middle of first things first, uh, and we didn't get to uh, Dan the caddies. Uh, so, Dan, the floor is yours. I've gone with Marrera retiring, first things first. It's up for discussion. Um, it caught me by surprise. Probably didn't catch... Yeah, many of the people in Hong Kong by surprise. It's sort of been coming for six months. There's been a lot of talk about it. Um, and then he's had this little bit of time off. But I honestly thought he was going to come back and, and ride all the way through. Then it was announced probably three or four days ago that he was going to ride at the international meeting. That was sort of going to be the comeback date. And I thought he'll ride there and continue on. But no, no, no. He's coming back for the international as a non-licensed rider for the jockey club in a full-time capacity. He's getting a, you know, a, basically a you know, walk-in, walk-out sort of licensing committee decision so it's an interesting one he's going to retire but how old is he is he going to retire that's the thing he's yeah, trying to get out of he's tried to get out of hong kong before uh, remember when he went over and had his japan stint probably three years ago he was struggling with a few of the exams and whatnot didn't get licensed by the jra full time he can do basically what damien lane does and it sort of works out to be about two months a year but is he going to retire well, what do you think you'd know you would you would know more about this space than a lot of people well he's definitely done in hong kong that's all, that's all over. Basically, he'll ride the international meeting and that's it. Um, will they say yes to him in April if he went back for Champions Day? I can't see why they wouldn't. And if he went back for the international meeting next December, I can't see why they wouldn't. But he'd have to be riding fairly regularly for them to say, oh, yeah, no worries, come why? in. Why? Why at 38? It's very young. Why does he want out? Well, he's had, um, he's had a lot of injuries yeah. and he's, he's had, had niggles. Surgery, yeah, as yeah. I say, he's just had surgery. So uh, I think it's his left hip that's really causing him grief. But he's still young and he's still got a lot to give. But in saying that, as I said, he's he obviously made a lot of money over you know a fairly short period of time in Hong Kong. You have to remember it because it wasn't all that long ago that he was in Singapore. Oh, was and, and then he, he got you know he he went across to Hong Kong. So he hasn't been there that long, but he has dominated basically since Douglas White retired or was getting to the end of his career. He's gone over there and dominated him and Zach. So I guess the question mark is now what's next for him? How big's that rivalry been? Um, for, for, for racing in Hong Kong. Him and Zach Purton, it was, you know, it's sort of like oh, Ali and Foreman. I mean, it's, it, they've, they've had a real ding-dong battle uh, in the time. It must have been massive uh, for the sport there. Well, it's massive for the sport because Douglas dominated for so long and despite there was a lot of great riders that challenged Douglas at different points of his career, but his record there, I think, it, is it 11? 
11 straight premierships, something like that. It's ridiculous. Um, so I think because Hong Kong had such domination for such a long period of time is that I guess when they then had two international superstars going toe-to-toe, and they genuinely were going toe-to-toe, not just in individual races but in the premiership basically from day dot, um, it's been a fascinating spectacle to see. But it sounds like now with Joe retiring is that Zach's sort of final day in Hong Kong may not be that far away either. So this is where it opens up the door for these young Australians. And I had a conversation on, on Sunday with someone saying, oh, if you're John McNeil, why would you go over? I said, he'd be mad not to, because realistically here in Melbourne, he's not absolutely airborne. We know how strong and competitive it is. So it's his chance to get over there, ride light. He'll get a lot of rides. And... I'd give it a crack if I was him. Joe Maroon never quite had the success he would have liked when he came to Australia to, to ride over the springs and autumns, did he? No, he didn't. Um, he's your man's one of them that springs yeah. to mind, Brazenbow. Look, he had... A couple, but he with, a, yeah, with he a, a reputation like he had over in Hong Kong and Singapore, when he's coming to True. Australia and getting great rides, we're sort of expecting a little bit more. But you've got to remember is that when he was coming out, Liam Pry was looking after his rides from the Chris Wallace stable, and Liam was managing Chris's stable at the time, is that... Then when you've got Bowman and James there also in the stable riding there regularly, it's yeah. hard to say, hey, boys, just move aside. Joe's going to ride the top seat yeah. all the time. It's just not going to work like that, especially with Australian connections who become familiar with these guys. Like They've had relationships with these top jockeys for a long time. So it's it's hard to come in. He hasn't necessarily ridden the best stock all the time. Um, but when he's got on the right horse, he has had success, so to speak, in Australia. So yeah, I think three group ones, if I'm, yep. if I'm not That'd mistaken. Right. Yes, it'd be here's your man, Brazen Bow, and there's another one. Uh, that's 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 okay, but when you hold him on such a high pedestal, mm. you know you, you do sometimes expect more. But yeah, hopefully, Sydney. Was yeah, his yeah. man was one of them, and there's another one in Sydney. He's only had the one in Victoria, and that was uh, Brazen Bay. We had him booked Australia. to that ride the sweet idea in the TJ Smith one year that got yep. never got washed out on the yes. Saturday and came back. To and the it came Monday. on the Monday, and he couldn't go. And because, he couldn't go because yeah, yeah. they had to go back to Hong Kong on the, on the, for the Sunday race. Was he also the last jockey to get beaten on Winks? Yes, he was. Oh, that's jeez, you've just really. Ah, uh, that would have been when. Uh, that, that would have been when Ty England won the Oaks on Thunder Lady. Wow, that is back, good We're trivia. going back a long that's time. That's good now. by you. And you I'm know what? Sure. Zach actually came out to, from Hong Kong that same race and rode for the same connections, Hong Kong owners, and for John Sargent, the stablemate of Thunder Lady. And Ty England got on the number one seat. Jeez. Zach was on the number two seat. And. Wings of all the good things that Joe Maru has done, yeah. that's the stat I'm going to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, that's... a lot of punters remember it as well. <laughs> Just see how flat we got when you said that. <laughs> I can only imagine how flat he is. Well, Brazil won 2-0 today. He'll yeah, be happy. Yeah, He'll be okay. Absolutely. So that's a really nice lead into yes, no. Um, did we want to know that? I don't know if it's a yes or a no. <laughs> no I wanted to know that. That's good trivia. Uh, so where are we heading next? Uh, yes, no. Time for yes, no. I'm being told. Ladbrokes oh, mates mode. The spring breakfast. Yes, no. Uh, Ladbrokes mates mode. The better way to chat, share and bet this spring racing carnival. TNCs apply uh, and apply and available on the website. Call one 858 Who's starting us off? I think Campbell Brown can open the batting here. What's with? Well, he's going to fire a question at you. Okay. Can you answer yes or no? It's just yes or no. Yeah, it is just yes or no. Uh, mine says maybe as well. And um, <laughs> if, if, if you want to get a real close-up of me, you can see I'm just starting to sweat here because I don't no, have any no questions. questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was told yes, no is one of those yeah. things we've probably scrapped in the yeah, last couple of weeks. You don't normally get the yes or no. That's one of Cam's sort of uh, setups, isn't it? All right, I'll fight. I'm going to do it off the top of my head. I don't know if I want this. I've got a yes, no. All right. 
would you give up a trip to the States if a, <laughs> if a mate rang you and said, oh, you know, I'm going around playing some sport, doesn't necessarily need to be golf, probably can't win, but I'd like you there? Yes. Oh, would you? Yep. Stakes Cam, Cam Luke said no, he wouldn't. The stakes will Cam still Cam Luke be said, there. what an idiot. Who did? <laughs> But the difference That's why is we're different. Cam, Cam Luke values every dollar like it's his last. <laughs> where Dan thinks it's only money. I can always make more. I'm not going to make more friends this close. So you, yeah. you put the friendship above the dollar. I think he's done the right thing. I think, no doubt. Yeah, I think you absolutely do what Dan's doing. Yeah. I think he's an idiot, but I think I would have done the same thing. Yeah, but he's I know idiot. I've made the right call. He's a, if he's an idiot, then he's an idiot with a big heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what yeah. it's all about. Farlap. But was it the smart <laughs> thing to do? No. Call Is far, it the right hey, thing to do? You call Farlap an idiot. How dare you? I like this yes, no yeah. segment. We're just making fire of an idiot. Okay, it's over to you. I'll give you one. Yes. 2023. Is Brown Dog going to make some sort of comeback? In what capacity? Well, it can be any capacity. Oh, have you got, my, you've got mail on this? Yeah. Do you have mail? I'm going yes. <laughs> I'm going to play a story does, does, for us. Do you want to just spill, spill a few beans? I'll, I'll say yes. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. In a sport that's not football, it's not. So you've conquered football and swimming. I don't know if I conquered well. swimming. But <laughs> and busking. It won't be marathon running because I conquered that in Antarctica. It won't be mountaineering, which I conquered in Mount Kilimanjaro. It'll be the very famous Australian sport of kabaddi. Kabaddi. There could oh, be a return oh, of wow. the Australian kabaddi team. And if it does return, the Australian kabaddi captain will come out of retirement. Now, just a question off the SMS. For those not familiar with this sport, like all four of us on the panel, <laughs> could you just break down exactly what you're talking about? He has so, represented his country, this so man. Kabaddi is a little bit like British Bulldog. Seven oh, God. person aside... And one person called the Raider needs to go across and uh, into opposition territory and tag by any means possible. You can kick, you can uh, someone and get back to your side without getting maimed. So what's out, maimed? Uh, there's no rules. You can grab them by the hair. Use you your can, imagination. You can Nick. give them a, a oh, Christian wanna, chicken. I want to play this game. You can eye gouge them. You pressure can, points. Pressure points. So you just need. And the whole time that you are across raiding for 30 seconds, you have to say chant. Cubbity, 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 cubbity. If you stop saying cubbity, then you lose a point, right? Because so, I play this in the school grounds at Scotch. No, but but <laughs> maybe in a decade <laughs> after they've seen the Australian captain sort of tear, uh, yep. you know, India to shreds, uh, they might. This could be a sport. It's very, very, very big over. I'm here. not going to lie. I've never heard of it. And another sport I've never heard of. I was having a drink the other day with Matt Hill, <laughs> and he said. When he went over to, to Europe or Lithuania, I think he was going to call the floorball, the World Floorball Championships. I said, the what? He said, floorball, it's massive. I said, I've never well, heard of it. Do? Anyway, he went on to rattle off probably three or four sports I've never heard of. He is a genuine freak. He's gone over you know, across the globe to call things really? I've never even heard was of. Was rugby union one of them? Come on, that's a good sport. <laughs> Let's what about cornholing? Come on, they're playing whales on you Sunday morning. We need to throw yeah, the, the, uh, the padded thing into the... The bean bags. Yeah, the little bean, bean bags. bags. You guys have... Brownie's used to getting them shot at him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this has been the best yes, no, ever, by the way. I know, like, these questions are overrated. We need a bit of clear air. I found it uh, funny when you threw the segment and, and I knew that there were no questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, I just hope that in my ear... <laughs> I was going to get fed a few and it was going to be seamless. <laughs> it's I'm going to throw one at you all. And this is a genuine one. Will Damien Oliver ride in 2023? No. No. Uh, not full time. 
So you think he'll ride sparingly and make cameos? Would not surprise me if there was a couple of features. Just to, I, I just don't think you can have Damien Oliver and then no Damien Oliver. I think it'll be... It might come back I, for... I think it's pieces. this week or next week. It's the homecoming. Yeah. He's from Perth. Perth. Um, I can't see him going another year, so... Yeah, neither. Has well, he got a really nice mount over there he could go out with a win on? Rothfire win this week. Oh, well, that's a very nice segue into what we're doing next on the Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. We'll come back and speak about this weekend's feature racing, of which, you're right, he's got the favourite. We'll speak about Damien Oliver and the rest of the feature racing after this. Ladbroke's Mates Mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. This is the Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. Text the show anytime. 0499 736 736. Ladbroke's Mates Mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. This is the Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. Text the show anytime. 0499 736 736. Back to Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. The boys have got their best bets coming up very soon. But let's have a look at the feature racing. The Ladbrokes mates Mo, the better way to chat, share and bet. This spring racing carnival. T's and C's apply and available on the website. Call 100 858 858. Boys, uh, race seven, Caulfield, zipping classic. Couple of Melbourne Cup runners and a uh, former Melbourne Cup winner sort of head the field in this one. Yeah, it's an interesting race now because we've had the scratching of without a fight yesterday. Um, this conundrum with the vets continues to go on, but it sounds like this one yesterday was a genuine... There was... Um, I guess he's gone backwards, so to speak, from, from these previous scans when he had to be scanned leading into the Melbourne Cup. So, um, look fair and square this time around, but I'm sure we'll debate it next um, next autumn and next spring, I'm sure. But he comes out without a fight. New favourite is Vowing to Clear at 4.20. Luncey's on the second line at 4.40. Desert Icon at 6, Per San at 6.50 has had good interest. Sound, he's looking for four on the trot. Four or three? He's looking for three on the trot, I Three on say. the trot. Three I think because I'd said three on the trot or what? No, no, I, I think But if I'm wrong, I can correct myself in the next 24 no, hours. Sorry, I wasn't questioning you. No, 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 you're right. Three, I don't know why I said yeah. four. Um, he's, uh, he's next best at $9 as well. Mike Moroni, he's having some sort Isn't of... Isn't he? He's flying. Um, he's, yeah, he's flying. I'll tell you who else is flying. Me, Uncle Bryn and... <laughs> Uncle Brendan Riadini. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for three in a row for the big sort of features. I'm going with uh, Luntzis, who I know was well beaten last start at Flemington, but if, if Solcom is the horse that we believe that it is or it mm -hmm. might become, then that run by Luntzis, um, yeah, probably maybe presented a fraction too early, but I think for 440-ish that you said, it's not a bad price around a horse that was really good at Geelong before that and... Um, should should be right in the finish here in the zipping. That winner reminds me a little bit of you. Talented, but rather erratic. <laughs> and just needs to just to come back a couple of lengths and just get in yeah. the system. Yeah. And, and that's why I think you'd be a better horse next preparation. Tongue tie yeah. blinkers. Often I mean, seen. There's more than that. <laughs> if it's you. But, uh, seeing it trying to kick out when it's being led into the stalls. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it'll be a nice horse next preparation, Sulcom, without a doubt. So look, the form line reads well, doesn't it? Yeah. He's got a good chance. It's probably the most open zipping classic I can remember in recent years. Well, the winner paid $20 last year. I think mm. we think our oh, horse going back to back, it was obviously well found, but it certainly wasn't the case. And I'm just bringing up the. He's not that hard in the market this time either. He's no. Fifth elect, so, you know, so are you. Do you. Elevate a horse on past performances in a race because it is something that I don't mind doing. If a horse has been successful and just confirming he's two in a row, Southern France won in 2019. I don't mind it if it's like, say, if he goes back to the same track, but you've got to remember this year it's a bit true, true, it's true. Field, so it's sort of not, yeah, race, it's sort yeah. of not. So with, with this race, if you're having a look at this and you're, you're the casual sort of observer, you're seeing those names vow and declare, you're seeing Persan, Melbourne Cup winner, Group One winner. 
Do you get lured in by the name, or, or where are where's or do you? It's a really more, good or, question. Or you, should you be looking at the form first and foremost? But it's a really good question because it's always a predicament when you've got horses that have been racing really well at the top grade throughout a spring, and maybe this is an afterthought. Yeah. And then the other runners that maybe are a slight tier below, but they've been set for this race, so yeah. it is a challenge. The fact that we've had a few more weeks to breathe on the back of the Flemington Carnival probably means that the classier gallopers had a chance to recuperate and come out and perform well on race day. Because in the last decade, there's been a lot of favourites beaten on this card that are coming out of hot races at Flemington and just haven't come up again. Because they've gone over the top. Yes. yes. It's a great conundrum, though, because I'd have to think that the only horse in the race that was supposedly set for it, despite... Obviously, having other targets along the way would be sound because yep. he's won it the last two years. Mike Moroni knows this is his type of race, about his level. Whereas you look at every other horse in the race, Vian de Clare, you know, he was up for the Caulfield yeah. Cup, he was up for the Melbourne Cup. Luncey's was trying to get into these races. He was yep. trying to win mm. to get into these races. Per Sam, you know, he had to run back in the winter to sort of get him ready for the spring, so to speak. It didn't quite eventuate for him. Um, Great House, another one that's been up for a while. So... I'd have to think sounds really the only horse, if you can even say that, that it's been set for it. But I still think for most of these horses, it's that extra run, isn't it? At it's the back a end pretty of the good honour board. Like, if is. you look at the honour board are. here, I, it, we'll just go this century. Sky Heights, Count Ricardo, Roman Arch, Gallant Guru, Zipping Four Times, Tambi, Sartorius, Au Revoir, Who Shot the Barman, Beautiful Romance... Named after you. Natash <laughs> Mahal, Southern France and Sound Twice. That's a yes. good race. There's some yeah. good winners there. Solid. Solid. A few internationals as well. It's been a good race. It has. But as I said, this year's is just a different conundrum altogether. Slightly different programming, different track. And how special for Sound when you're starting to give the horse that the, that the race is named mm. after a little bit of a nudge. I mean, if he can get three, then that's... I mean, how significant the is that? The sound zipping classic, you reckon? If it's four. <laughs> we might yes. hold off on the rename. <laughs> but how significant of an achievement? Yeah, uh, oh, to win to win one is a great yeah. achievement. So to win two and maybe three and obviously zipping with the four, uh, deservedly need to name the, the race after it. But, yeah, like you touched on, Mar- the Moroni stable is sort of, it's it's flying. It's it's not come from nowhere, but I think at the start of the, the spring... Um, I remember interviewing him leading into the Caulfield Cup and he had a couple of runners and they were 100 to 1 and 60 to 1. They didn't quite run as well as he would have liked. Then all of a sudden, the last month, he's gone bang. Even prior to that, I remember leading into the Guineas, he had Japanese Emperor that was, you know... $41 $41 into 13 at Sandin and absolutely hacked up and looked like it was going to be a nice horse, but then went to that bottomless track at Corfu where it just absolutely hosed down and raised out. He was tipped out. So it's not even the ones that I guess we've seen. He's had a few like handy maiden winners or, you know, even that next level yeah. that are sort of going to be nice horses for next prep. So he's in good form, Mike, and don't worry, he tells you about it as well. He's smiling around the Flemington race course and he, he, knows, he, he knows he's in good form. Good. And what so, about Sam, just quickly, a little quirk with this horse. Since coming across from Germany, he's had 36 runs in Australia and New Zealand. And the only races he's won has been this one. He hasn't won anything else. Really? Yeah, right. So he's won this twice, 34 runs elsewhere without a win. Well, that's what I mean. This is sort of different because it's a Caulfield. That's why it's like, I don't know. Very very picky. Very selective (laughs) about when he decides to and when he doesn't. Uh, So race seven, Zipping Classic over the 2,400 at Caulfield. Uh, Let's get to Ascot. Race eight, uh, the Winterbottom Stakes over 1,200 metres. Big field, I think it's about 15 or so, the, the sprinters that are here, and all the attention the headlines being made by Rothfire for Rob Heathcote and Villana for James Cummings. Yep, spot on. Uh, let's bring up the market. Just, by the way, Haggard was last week, the racing in Perth. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. Um, it was. Um, it was loved true. the railway. And, of course, 
also the Guineas, um, Amelia's dream. She's um, she's going to create a few more headlines yes. in weeks to come, I'm sure. Rothfire's equal favourite here at $5.50 with Villana. Of course, he is very, very good last start, Villana. Elite Street, the locals on the third line are betting at $6. This will test you at $10. Miss Kentucky at $11. Has had some interest, Miss Kentucky. Paul Laley's next best with the astrologist who's going around again. They share uh, the next line of betting at $12. Rothfire currently favourite. Support of this early stage has been with this will test you, one of the locals who was a last start winner. He's been 15 into 10. Yeah, I like the astrologist here. I think it's the horse that's over the odds. Um, you know, if you take that form out of the champion sprint when uh, only beaten less than a length for Rock and Horse and Nature Strip, um, it, it's, it's just a horse that I think always honest. You know what you're going to get from it, and $12 seems massive over. Jeez, he's tough. Up on speed too, which yeah. can be an advantage on this race day. Very tough. If he was to go over there and win, well, I'd tip my cap to the stable because really? he said he's had well, he's had a lot of runs, yeah. and then to do the you know at the end of the preparation, like I even thought maybe last start he might have been over the top, but he actually performed really well. So credit to the team there. But then if he's going to fly over to Perth and perform again. Um, yeah, he'd be sort of reaching new heights, so to speak. Is so. he the best seasoned horse? I'm not talking about two-year-olds and three-year-olds that haven't got to that level yet, that hasn't won a Group 1. Best seasoned horse? It's a good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you're saying in the country, the best horses in the country without a Group 1? Yeah. I'd have to say probably best horse would be Maximal. Um, he's just lost his manhood as well yeah. last week after we said that he may. The brother so of Franklin yeah. have snipped him. Yeah. Oh, but it was cold. never going to work. Like He charges around the track and you know he's a he was a bull. Um, mm. He's no longer. So I'd say he's probably the best. That's a good question, Quinn. You haven't really given it much thought. But astrologers, we put it this way, he'd be one of the best sprinters. Yep. Wouldn't he? I just like the yeah, question could, twice. Could I mean, the social team could get that out. Just yeah, but that's a good uh, question, Quinny. That's it. Laws of indices, but he's actually won a French Group one. Yeah, which doesn't count. So have you, have you heard this conundrum here? Let's say it publicly. He's Spot Irish. You wearing he's, the French colours on your T-shirt. Yeah, no. He's an Irish-bred French Group one winner, trained by a Brit, representing Australia in Hong Kong. Yeah, and hasn't won a race in Australia. Correct. That's a very Make sure you tell him as well. international flavoured horse right there. <laughs> and you're not going? I'm not. Nah. No, nah, I don't do quarantine. Didn't do it when I was here. Certainly not going to do it in Hong Kong. By the so. way, for any officials, well, that's not true, uh, of course. I never had to because yeah. I never got COVID. <laughs> There's nothing can penetrate this body, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week and any other week. That's it. The show has come to a complete halt. Oh, How do you God. recover from that? Anyway, uh, do we think, Ollie, uh, could this be you were talking great, before about you the You don't homecoming. want me to rebuttal about that? Just, you just want to move on? <laughs> about which part? No, I think we just <laughs> move on. It's like you just forget it. The fact that authorities now, the fact that he's now under investigation, <laughs> the fact that nothing can penetrate his body, we don't have enough time. No, there's an election have coming ever, up. Forget, have you ever you know, done a rap test? Things to, yeah, I had to to come here. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, and I, I would never forge a rat test either. It's sort of not like my homework. What I love about these races too, hopefully, I mean, it might be a special day for Ollie, but we know the <laughs> WA trainers and jockeys do not like uh, anyone from the East coming over and taking... You could so just stop anyone from the East. Yeah, that, <laughs> I could have, could have just stopped there. Well, they like them to come over to participate. Yeah, they yeah, don't winning. like them to win. So, to the WA chances, um, who, who are you all liking just before we go to the break? In regards to that race, Elite yeah. Street's currently fancied by the market in terms of on the third line of betting, but we've seen really good interest here with the fourth elect, that being this will test you. For Lucy Warwick and Mitch Pateman has been $15 into 10 There's certainly good interest in regards to this caliper. I don't have a strong opinion. Realistically, if the Eastern State horses show up, they will mm. fight out the finish. Uh, Pulele, over the odds? 
He is over the odds at $12, but he's drawn 16, so I don't know. On form, if he could recapture his best, would he, from an, a good draw, he'd probably be favourite or second favourite. Yeah, I think from a good draw, but I think 1,200 metres from 16, I think it's really going to push him, especially when it's going to be hot speed, sorry, hot, hot temper on speed. I just don't know where he's going to be. Do you think Rothfire will be well backed? Yes, I do. At 550 from a good gate, Ollie on board. His form's impeccable. We know how good he is, mm. and especially on a a good dry deck that he'll find, or likely find anyway. Um, I think he has to firm from 550. Yeah, I do too. He can't, I think he if can't you're bidding now, yep. you back Rothfire at 550. Even if it's not your on-top selection, take the 550. Correct, yeah, exactly. I think he'll start 384, 420. Yep. And then if you like something else, you've then got overs. Because yep. something no, has to drift. There's no, no way that he can drift from that current play. Agreed. His profile just sets up so perfectly for this race. I can't see a negative. The only way that I could see it be a negative is if by this stage the fence was off. But I don't yeah, think we're going to see happen. that at all. Especially over there, they do a great job. And we know this carnival year in, year out, it plays pretty well. If yeah. anything, it may even yeah. favour him. So. He's not going to start longer than 550 no. and win. So if you take the 550 and he starts longer, you're like, well, we're cast anyway. Yeah. And while the astrologist is from over east, it's got Willie Pike riding it, so there's yeah, a West yeah, Australian yeah. flavour there, which there I go. think will entice the West Australian public to support it. All right, we're going to get the guys' uh, best of the day on the other side of this. You mentioned hot tempo on the pace. Uh, hot tempo and at a pace that none of us will ever get anywhere remotely near. Campbell Brown. Don't try. <laughs> Nick Quinn. Try. Dan the Caddy. Uh, we're back after this Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. Ladbrokes Mates Mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. This is the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Text the show anytime. 0499 736 736. Ladbrokes Mates Mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. This is the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Text the show anytime. 0499 736 736. Yep, we are back on Brownie. That's what the light coming back on yes, means. Good Nicely done. That was actually the one off the conversation ever that could have gone to win. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That, that one was actually fine. Uh, Ladbrokes, mates, mode, the better way to chat, share and bet this spring racing carnival. T's and C's apply and available on the website. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's get into the best bets. The Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast Best Bets. Well, Quinny, you had the, uh, the new ball. Uh, for uh, first things first, you did so well that we think that we'll toss it back to you and you can Excellent. have a, a second, second innings spell. Yep. after we skittled them for 70. Yeah, it's doing a bit. Yeah. So you'll, no, you'll it's not to... doing anything. It was all the ball <laughs> that I made move. All right, I've got three specials at Caulfield tomorrow. One's at $5. I think we'll start favourite. Can't believe the price on this horse. Race four, number three, Nikoni, part owned by the great man Mark Hinckley. So no doubt he'll be getting involved with his lovely mother, who's also an owner. This horse has been terrific winning both starts. This preparation when resuming as a gelding will be up on speed and stick with this horse tomorrow. That's race four, number three, Nikoni. My other special, race five, number eight, Norwegian Bliss. She's a perfect seven from seven. You only get one chance to back them as they race their way through the grades. This is slightly harder, but I think this horse has got a lot of upside. Looks the best banker on the program. And they will end the day with race nine, number eight, Root. She's been freshened since winning at Flemington on Oaks Day. She's an absolute winner, a slight step up in trip, but puts herself into the race again with a lovely speed map here. And I think she'll get the job done in the lucky last. So there are my three winners at Caulfield nice. tomorrow. I remember getting tipped Norwegian Bliss on debut mm. all the way back 12, 18 months ago. And yeah, it's been a nice horse. Dan the caddy. Best bet for me is a little bit skew-f this week. Around the $6 mark, I'm um, going with an ex-Hong Kong galloper here. Rose Hill Race 8, number one. That being Sunshine Rising. Was previously known as Rise High in Hong Kong. We know that 
Mark Newnham's done a good job with other horses in recent times to get Hong Kong Gallopers back into form here in Australia. Trials have been very good. And realistically, if he runs up to his form in Hong Kong, he will just win. He's got form around some of the best gallopers over there in the likes of Golden 60, Waikuku, etc. This isn't a strong race. I know 1,500 metres might be short of his best, but I think he's tried up, ready to rock and roll here fresh. And at $6, he's a bet and you can continue to bet. Wow. Nice. A bit of confidence yeah. there. Yeah, that's, I like the Big push in that. That's assertive. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all you need. Yeah, it's almost like I have I'm, to bet. I feel like an idiot yeah. if I don't bet. Quick, quick, the conviction in that. Yeah. Quick one. I got conviction compelling. in the value as well. Uh, race six, number two at Caulfield, Milford. Went to the five diamonds last start. Everything went wrong. He's formed previously. Doesn't actually necessarily read that well, but I think 1,800 metres back to Caulfield, a track that he loves, and he wants it firm. This is what he's, you know, he's going to get his best chance to, to show up. And look, they bet as much as 50 to 1 earlier in the week. I think he's about 40 to 1 now, but I'd be having something on Milford each way in what looks to be a, a fairly even race around Grand Slam. No, it could be a big day back Milford and Sound. You've got Milford Sound, which is that beautiful part of the world in New Zealand. It is a beautiful part. Um, That's very strange. Sharp stuff. Well, geographical dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm with race three, number one, Caulfield, Bruckner, Bruckner, uh, however you want to pronounce it. It's $5.50. My used to stay. I haven't seen it for 12 months. Mm. Had another horse come out on Wednesday that hadn't been seen for 12 months and bolt in at Sandown. Um, last seen in the Coolmore, um, split home affairs in Artorias. Terrific. It's trialled up well. Uh, I, I think it's, it'll get run of the race from Barrier 5. And... Um, Scratch from Sydney as well to run here in Melbourne. Yep, so that, that's one that could just come out and blow them away. Um, and I think you're getting a re re relatively good price. I think when you've got a bull that's owned by that operation, Brandog, which you would obviously know a little bit about being involved in laws of indices, is that they're not going to present the horse back to the races without him being right. Yep. Because he's a valuable commodity running second to home affairs as well as his other yep. wins as well. So I think you're spot on. I think he can run a really good race here fresh. Who wins the golf? The Australian PGA yep. this week. Oh, well, it's easy to say now because we're sort of one and a half rounds through, but um, I'd say Cam will be very hard to beat. Cam Smith. But no, uh, no prizes. Oh, it's about five bucks. I'll take that any day of the week. I'm really liking Minwoo Lee. Um, very yeah, much. Yeah, in that. Uh, crystal ball. Gents, before we finish up, um, why don't we change the order around? Brandon, right. you, you just sort of looked, you know, <laughs> came forward in the seat. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, there's certain... <clears throat> Boys trips, when you're looking at them, you, you look at Warnable, you might say, oh, we'll take you know, the crew, the punters club, up to uh, the Magic Millions. There's going to be another one uh, coming around very, very shortly. The King Island Miners Rest Cup, which the six trainers from Ballarat have saved. Uh, Kieran Maher, Dave Eustace, Andrew Noblet, Archie Alexander, Andrew Bob and Tony and uh, Calvin McAvoy and Henry Dwight. They, they've resurrected this. Mm. Now, this is going to be a great race day over King Island. You can play your golf, beautiful, as long as it's not too windy. The beautiful seafood. This is going to become a staple of the diet of the lads. That yep. Sort of Hunter late. Trips. Yeah, late Jan. Okay. Boys, let's keep an eye on something. What should we do? Good. Let's get on it. Are you going? Um, potentially. I'm not going maybe We're this. going next year. Next year, yeah. as because in 2023. Correct. Well, no, because the season runs through to January. We're going to go the following year. So about the 13th. Straight after months. the Super Bowl. But you yeah. too. Yeah, we are, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Vegas Super Bowl into uh, yeah. King yeah. Island. Well, the thing is, as well, Ladbrokes are one of the six sponsors because they needed the sponsors to get it going. And we said, we'll back it. We've got the signage up on the race course. Despite it's not televised, we're backing it. It's going to be a great carnival um, across all race days down in King Island. And... We'll get there one day. That's the crystal ball. Give, That's going to be big. Given what? that I've hosted this show once, I'd imagine that I'm coming on this trip. Yeah, I, need yeah, a, I need, sure, actually yeah. need a caddy. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. I'll just drive the golf cart. 
I'll sit, um, I'll sit in the bar while you play. <laughs> I'm wondering how long uh, when you're going to announce that you're an ambassador for this, by the way. Quinny, crystal ball for you? The crystal ball is, if these two are on a drinking trip with Adam Hamilton, I want no part of it. <laughs> no, I feel hungover just thinking about it because that would be the three greatest stayers I've ever seen on the drink. Mine's short and sharp. I think Caulfield's going to be a real success tomorrow. It's going to be a nice sunny day. We've been hanging out for that. Yep. Not dissimilar to the Sunday afternoon we had there, Underwood Stakes Day at Sandown. It was beautiful weather. The crowd was terrific. Families, atmosphere. We want that at Caulfield. If you're thinking about getting trackside, do it. And if you're in the punters club, I hear the bloke running, it goes pretty well as well. <laughs> oh, look All out. right, we've got a minute left, Dan. Bring uh, us home. Look, I'm going to say Amelia's jewel, and forgive me, Simon Miller, and obviously forgive me, Adam Hamilton, because he's her biggest fangirl. I'm going to say she fails next start. Hey! Over 1,800 metres. The new Espiona. Um... I shouldn't say fails yep, not the no, right term, but you I did. said it anyway. Yep. I think next preparation, we'll see it back to 1,400 to a mile. I think that's where we'll see a cherry ripe. I'd head towards Sydney. If so I she's overrated. So when there she wins, can it still be a fail if she doesn't win by a certain space? No, nah, I'd, I'd happily have egg on my face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't mind being wrong. <laughs> I reckon the surround next prep, it's going to come up a little bit early, but 1,400 metres. Last minute, any girls you want to say a quick hello to? Oh, definitely not. not this week. <laughs> Uh, we've got to finish that up right then and there. Uh, Crystal Ball, Ollie to win the winner bottom on Rothfire. Uh, Campbell Brown, Nick Quinn, uh, Dan the Caddy, Dan Cobby, uh, brilliantly done team. It's Great been hosting. a pleasure to be yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Greatly appreciated. Uh, until we speak to you again, maybe Cam Luke will be back, depending on how he goes in the States. Uh, until next time, we'll speak to you again on Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. <laughs>